You are about to listen to a message by Gideon Dunsell, the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center. This message will leave you inspired, encouraged, impacted, and positioned where God has originally ordained you to be. Be blessed. If you don't mind, come with me to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. The Bible says, we'll read it together. Psalm 27. Scriptures want to go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2 says, When the wicked, even my enemies, my foes, came up to eat my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Verse 3 says, Though an host should come against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, in this will I be confident. And if the Bible is yours, underline the word confident. Confident. Verse 4 says, One thing have I desire of the Lord, that I will seek after him, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Verse 5 said, He shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Verse 6 says, And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies, run about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifice of joy, and I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Next verse says, verse 7 said, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my, with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. Verse 8 says, verse 8 said, when thou said, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Verse 9 says, hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. Verse 10 says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Wow, interesting time we live in. Verse, verse 11 says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Ah, verse 12 said, Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, such as breathe out cruelty. Verse 13 says, I fainted unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. And the last verse, Lord, I want to go. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Father, speak right now. And silence all the voice. So many voices we are hearing. But your, your voice is what we want to hear this morning, so this morning, not even me, Gideon, but put me aside, oh God, and speak through me as your oracle, and let your voice be heard. For the voice of the Lord is upon many waters. Let our hearts be calm, let our soul find rest, and let there be deliverances in these difficult days and times we live in. Show yourself strong, everlasting Father. Do that which only you can do 
in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and shout a better amen wherever you are. Clap your hands right now. Before you are said, I wanted to speak to yourself and say, God fidence, God fidence, God fidence. I want to point and say, say, God fidence, God fidence. Or you can say, say, confidence, confidence, confidence. Come on, hit your chest louder like you would say, confidence, confidence, confidence. I like to call it God fidence. Please be seated. I want to speak to you about confidence. Or, under my teaching, I like to call it God fidence. What is confidence? If confidence is a feeling or belief that you can do something well or succeed at something. Confidence is a feeling. A feeling that comes from a belief, a mindset, a belief that something will be done or that you can succeed at something. And so when you have a belief, when you have this attitude, you have this mindset, when you have this foundation, when you have this strength, that you can do something, it is called confidence. Confidence is a feeling of belief that someone or something is good and has the ability to succeed at something. So when you have belief or you have a feeling in someone or in something that that thing can do or succeed, it builds your confidence. So confidence is not just only in your belief or in your feeling. Or your mentality or your attitude. But confidence also built in things. Or in people. When you believe. When you have this belief. This audacity. This faith. This mindset. That someone or something can do or succeed at something. Confidence is also a feeling of being certain. That something will happen. Or that something is true. When you are certain. Paul put it, persuaded. When you are persuaded, when you are convinced beyond every shadow of doubt that something will happen, that something will come through, that something will take place, it gives you confidence. And so confidence is a very powerful thing. Think about this way that you put on because people build confidence in so many things. And because confidence is a very powerful thing. Because in this journey of life, you need confidence. I've learned by experience growing up that just by the way of where you were born or who gave birth to you can give you confidence. Think about it this way. You are a son of the king. You are a daughter of the king. You are a princess. It gives you some confidence, some audacity, some capacity, some boldness. Confidence is also built by even the school you attended. Think about it this way. You went to an international school, good school, great school. I mean, when you are speaking, came from Harvard, came from Princeton, Yale, even in Ghana, went to all the great schools in Ghana. I don't want to mention any particular name so I don't get anybody offended, but you know the schools I'm talking about. You know, you know some schools, yeah, you went to gives you confidence. Like you say, I, I want to Wesley Girls, I want to GIS, I want to Paul Jones, I want to Preset. I mean, when you went to some schools, when you are speaking, I mean, and I mean, can you compare to those who went to school somewhere in the middle of somewhere, I don't want to mention the name somewhere. You, when you meet, you can put two kids together. 
and they've learned the same thing, studied the same thing. They have the same answer, but one is not confident. One looks timid. One looks sad, look dull, look quiet because they lack confidence. But just when you have belief of faith and you have this feeling that something is true just because of your background, just because of what you study, it gives you confidence. It gives you capacity. It gives you audacity. Confidence is very powerful. Somebody went to interview, had certificates and, and been to the best of schools, but goes to the interview and is so able to express himself well because he lacks confidence. And the job is not given to the person, not because he doesn't qualify, not because he's not smart, but the way he looks at the interview, his demeanor, his look, the way he looks so dull and quiet and slow. And so the guy in terms said, you qualify, but you lack something. You lack passion. You lack energy. You lack audacity. Confidence gives you upper hand in life. Confidence gives you advantage. It's like you wore some shirts. You, you, you wore some dress. You put on some perfume. And it gives you some confidence. Yeah, I'm here. I've arrived. I did. You know what I'm talking about? You ride some car and when you park the car and you park your jive, you park your Bentley, you park your Rose, you, you, you park your G-Wagon, you step out of the car and you go like, I'm here. And sometimes you don't even speak, but just because of the car you came out of, just give you confidence to walk a certain way and talk a certain You walk like that and walk like that and walk like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about confidence. Confidence is so powerful that even there's something called confident trickster. Somebody can trick you. Somebody can so speak to you. And even though they are talking lies and what they are saying is not true, just because of the confidence and the belief and the faith and the way they speak, they can trick you to harm you and to take from you what belongs to you because they have confidence in what they're saying. You cannot walk in life without confidence. It is dangerous. Not to have confidence in life. Because confidence gives you audacity. Confidence gives you boldness. Confidence gives you courage. Confidence gives you power. You walk with your chest out. You walk with this certainty that this will happen. And no matter what, you walk in that belief. Watch this. That's why the writer of Hebrew was so true when he said Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, 35. Rather, he would say, cast not away therefore your confidence which had great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. And if you are watching me, I want to speak to you right now in this season of coronavirus that don't cast away your confidence. Don't lose your confidence. Don't lose who you are. Don't cast away. Because Hebrew says, because having confidence gives you reward. Having confidence in this life gives you reward. But watch this. In as much as having confidence is good, but yet what keeps your confidence booming in the test of time is critical. So it is not enough.
to have confidence. But you must go a step further to check what is your confidence based on. Because life is so some way. The only thing that it has been said is constant, is changed. There are changing scenes of life and life brings uncertainties and life produces battles and in life because life is a journey it's not always straight sometimes there are curves there are potholes there are runabouts there are crises there are battles like we find ourselves in and so it's important for you not to just build your confidence on anything but you want to build your confidence on something that lasts something that is strong something that is powerful something that works and I don't know who I'm talking to this morning right in the comfort of your room I kept to question you this morning that what is your confidence based on what is your confidence based on because life can be very interesting and life is complicated and life is not predictable as always as we are seeing right now and we get excited can I go a bit deeper right now because and so I did my research and I believe this is what I felt in my heart as I checked my scriptures I found that people build confident in so many things and number one I wanted to examine the things people will be confident in number one the first thing people will be confident in is money people build confidence in money there is a kind of confidence that comes to you when you got dough you know what I'm talking about? There's a kind of confidence that comes to you when you look at your bank accounts and check your numbers and check the figures and check your salary and check your dollars and check your pounds and check your cities and check your investment. It gives you this audacity. You know what I mean? You know my numbers? Do you know my salary? Do you know my investments? Do you know the money I have? Money in as much as there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not one of those pastors who preach against money. I don't have any problem with you having money. You better get it and get it more. Because the silver and gold belongs to God. And the cattle on the thousand hills belong to our God. In as much as money is good, the Bible says the love of it is evil. And so don't hate money. You must get money. But be careful that your trust and your confidence is not just money. The Bible says money is good. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Verse 19 says, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19, the Bible says, why do people build their confidence in money? Because Ecclesiastes says, a feast is made for laughter and wine make it merry, but money answereth all things. The reason why people build their confidence in money is that money can answer some things. You know what I'm talking about right now. You know, money answers some things. There's just some answers that money can give you. I'm talking about there's just some answers of flying first class and driving the best cars and living in post communities and having children and just living a good life. I mean, I'm talking about good life. Good, 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 good life. Nice life that comes just by having money. 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 Money gives confidence. Who told you money doesn't give confidence? Money gives some audacity. Money answers some things. 
Money pulled him out. Money gave him escape. Money gave him respect. Money gives respect. Money gives honor. Money makes away. Money answer some things. The reason why people build their confidence in money is that money can answer some things. But the Bible says, Job put it this way. Job said, Job, one of the oldest patriarchs of the kingdom of the Bible, he made a statement. And he says in Job 31, verse 24, Job 31, 24, 20, the Bible says, Job says, if I have made gold my hope, and or have said to find gold, thou art my confidence. Verse 25 says, if I rejoice because my wealth was great, because my hand had gotten me much. Next verse says, if I beheld the sun when it shines, or the moon walking in brightness, <laughs> and my heart had been secretly enticed, and my mouth had kissed my hand. Ooh. Verse 20 says, this also were iniquity to be punished by the judge. For I should have denied the God that is above. Job said, it is dangerous to build your confidence in silver and in gold. Other verses put it this way, uncertain riches. Uncertain wealth. Church, people of God, listen to me. If your confidence it is in money, then I'm here to submit to you. The money is very uncertain. Money is very unpredictable. I don't know what your confidence is. Coronavirus is proving to us that money doesn't deal with money. You can't put your trust. Money is not the answer. Money is not the way out. Coronavirus is proving to us that if your confidence is in your money, then you haven't started life. If all you got this morning is your money, then you are in big trouble because it has gotten to a point where touching money physically itself, the virus can catch you. It has gotten to a point where even when you use the ATM card, the virus can catch you. It has gotten to a point where people can ride their cars. It has gotten to a point where living in post areas is not that nice. It has gotten to a point where flying first class is not that great. It has gotten to a point where traveling to America, wealthy billionaire stars are not shielded from the virus. Money is not all that you need is good to get money but don't put your confidence and your trust is money because money is very uncertain you're clapping a sick in the house right now you're clapping a sick in the house so David put it this way in Psalm 49 verse 6 and 7 David says Psalm 49 6 and 7 David says Ooh, they that trust in their wealth and post themselves in the much of their riches Says, none of them can by any means redeem his brother. These are days that money can redeem you. Money can save you. And David said, David said, none of them, none of these by any means redeem his brother. Nor give to God a ransom for him. My God, money sometimes cannot be used to buy to redeem a brother. And I know families who are very wealthy, but they are very worried because coronavirus is not afraid of your cash. Coronavirus is going everywhere. It's attacking everything. And so there's a trouble if your trust or your confidence 
is in money. So having dealt with money, the second thing people put their trust in is man. Man. People put their, their confidence in man. There is a tendency for our confidence to be based on who has promised us something or who is with you. The reason why people put their trust in men is because certain people we believe have the ability, the audacity, the capacity, the strength to deliver. They can just deliver things. In matters, if the president promise you a job, you know what I'm talking about. He got the power to fire and to hire. People put their trust in men because of who they are and where they are coming from and their capacity and their strength. But the Bible says, who? Jeremiah 17, verse 5. The Bible says, Jeremiah said, Thou sayest the Lord, cares be the man that trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm whose heart departed from the law. There is a curse. And the word curse there is not, don't look at it as something strange, something, something juju or something. Don't look at it in that aspect. Just look at it this way. That if you put your trust in man, you are programmed to fail. Because men ordinarily fail sometimes. And if men cannot necessarily deliver at all times, then it is dangerous to put your confidence in man. Because we are living in times that men are not sure. People are not even sure of themselves. They don't even trust themselves. Not for you to trust them. People sit one minute and they are washing their hands. Because they don't trust whether their hands are clean, whether the vows has touched them. People live in fear. They live in panic. Leaders of the world are shaking. The reason why this coronavirus has brought so many uncertainty and anxiety is because nations that we put our trust in and our confidence in, with superpowers, powerful nations like the UK, like the US, like China, Germany. I'm talking about Italy. I'm talking about South Korea. I'm talking about nations Nations that know their stuff. Nations that we thought they are up on their game. And they will play their own game. They themselves are shaking. They are crumbling down. They are economists. They are leaders. You can see fear in their eyes. They are not too sure. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now. If superpowers are crumbling, then I'm here to announce you that no man can deliver for you all that you desire in life. Because men may be willing but they may not be able but it is wanting to be willing I believe President Kufuado is willing President Trump is willing I believe President Xi in China is willing I believe Angela Merkel I believe our leaders are willing to do something but at this point they are willing but they are not able but it's one thing to be willing but another thing to be able and this morning I came here to challenge you if you are trust is in man. They may be willing but they may not just be able. Even your parents are willing. Your friends are willing. People are really willing to do something but we're just not able. It gets to a point that the strength of man is just limited. It gets to a point that the ideas of our scientists, of our doctors, of our medical 
personnel of our politicians of our family that's what they be put this way even when my father and my mother these are days that you can't even put your confidence in your own spouse because if your spouse get a virus you have to be separated from your spouse These are days that even your spouse, you are checking. Have you cleaned your hand? Have you washed your hand? And if you are coughing, if you are coughing, something funny for you to laugh. I almost told my driver not to come to work. Not because he's sick, but I said, I'm thinking about, uh, where has he been? His children, family, and he's looked healthy and strong. But I'm here questioning things. And this is a guy who would do anything for me. And I'm like, will you stay home a little bit? And I'm wondering, he's asking, prof, why are you saying that? And I'm like, koro, koro, koro. Can I preach to a church right now? These are not days to trust in your strengths. Because human beings are not sure. Men are not sure. Leaders are not sure. We are not even sure of our own selves. These are days that even when you get a little bit tired, you get no mark cold, you are not sure. These are not days to put your trust in men. It is dangerous to put your confidence in man. I love the way 2 Kings chapter 18 verse 21 put it. 2 Kings chapter 18 verses number 21. The Bible says, Now behold, thou that trusted upon thy staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which if a man lean, it to go into his hand and pierce it in Pharaoh's, in Pharaoh, king of Egypt, unto all that trusted on him. My God, what a scripture. I don't know which king you've trusted in, and I don't know who you are leaning on. I don't know the contacts you have, but contacts are not that great lately. I've even found that people who are high profile people have been avoided. Because if chances are that you've traveled, you just came from London, just came from US, just came from Italy. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Italy. We all wanted to go to Italy and go to Milan and go to Venice. But today, if you came from Italy, you're not too sure. Can I preach to a church right now? It is dangerous to put your trust in man. Scripture says, let him that hang his armor, not boast like the one who's now putting on the armor. Because if you haven't fought some things, you cannot be sure. We are so, we are so confident in our world, in our technology, in our leaders. But right now, there's been a battle and there's a battle that is shaking the confidence of leaders. Having dealt with man and understood that we can't put our trust in man, the next thing that people put their trust in is their beauty. People just put their trust in their beauty. And you can look at me anywhere you want to look at me, but I'm talking about when you got the first, that bag. You remember that bag? That bag you've been dreaming about to buy when you bought it. You remember the confidence gave you? You hold that bag like that. And you're not even talking, but the bag is talking. Can I preach to church right now? Sometimes we cut our hair in a certain way and we just have confidence. We are, we are already looking for people to compliment us. Sometimes you can put on a perfume and just because somebody didn't say you smell good, you get off. Because you have so much confidence that you expect people to respond. People put their trust in their beauty, some in their makeup, in their looks, in their stature, in their strength, in their exercise. But church, just do your makeup right now and ask yourself, where am I going? Put on your best bag, your best shoes, your best dress. You have nowhere to go. Proverbs says, Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30 says, Proverbs 31 and 30 scripture says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. These are not days to have confidence 
in your looks, in your hip, in your stature, in your size, whether you are this or that or that or that, it doesn't really matter anymore because beauty fails. The clap on the sick in the house right now. The next thing people put their trust in is their status. And what we call acquisition. Status and acquisition. Philippians chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. Paul, the writer says something. Paul, I love Paul. Paul says, for we are the circumcision that worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now Paul said he has no confidence in the flesh. Then Paul begins to talk about why he doesn't have confidence in the flesh. And he established, you see, it, it is very likely that if somebody came to church in a trotro, and you came to church in a Bentley, and the person that came to church in a trotro said, you are too low, you say it's because you don't have it. But Paul said, I'm telling you not to put your confidence in the flesh because if there's anybody who's supposed to boast in the flesh, I, Paul, should. And Paul is establishing who he is in this scripture. And Paul goes on, though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had wherefore he might trust in the flesh, I more. And begin to talk about why he should run a trust in his, in his flesh. And Paul said, I'm circumcised on the eighth day. When I see me to be circumcised on the eighth day, it means I'm a child of the covenant, but covenant in the flesh. I don't know what your status is and where you have attained in life, but it gets to a point where your attainment and your success and your status doesn't really matter. Paul said, Not only am I circumcised on the eighth day, I am of the stock of Israel. In other words, my birth status. I, I am not just an ordinary Jew. I am of the stock. I am of I, my surname, my last name. You, you see, I don't know what I'm talking about. There are many of you, your confidence is in your surname. We are the this. We are the that. Do you know my family? Do you know who I am? We are the that. We came from this. We are a little bit superhuman. But these are not days that your surname or your middle name or your last name or your missus or your mister really matters anymore. And then Paul goes on to say, I'm a tribe of Benjamin, the most favored tribe and the kingly group. But Benjamin was favored. I don't know the favor you have and the favor you command. But coronavirus doesn't fear your favor. Can I preach your church right now? And Paul goes on to say that I'm a Hebrew of Hebrew, distinguished among my peers. I'm not just circumcised on the eighth day, neither am I of the stock of Israel, neither am I from the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of Hebrew. When we started Hebrew, I was there. Because there are some people who believe they are more Ghanaian than others. There are people who believe they are more American than others. There are people who believe they are more British than others. Paul said, I am a Hebrew of Hebrew. I am deep. We didn't start today. Not, not this, all these novel rich people. I've been around for a long time. And coronavirus said, the more you've been around, the more I'm coming after you. Because this virus is so wicked. It's coming after elderly people who have been around, who have grown old, who have seen it all. And the virus, you've seen it all, but I'm coming after you. But the devil is a liar. Every attempt against your destiny is coming down, crushing right now. Come on and slap you and give God a better praise right now. Say yes. And Paul said, concerning the law. A Pharisee, in other words, a social class that follows closely to the law, like Laposa, concerning groups, concerning social class, concerning my achievement. I am a chairman of that company. 
I'm a chairman of that club. I, I am the leader of this political party. This day, the coronavirus doesn't fear NDC or MPP or Rotary Club or SOS or Empowerment or Action or ICGC. No matter who you are in the society and your class, if your confidence is in the flesh, you are in trouble. Concerning zeal, Paul said, persecuting the church, confident which produce, but how one is able to mercilessly do away with the opponent or opposition. Paul said, I am so powerful that nobody stands before me and prevail. You can't be my opponent. I'll finish you. There are some people who have built confidence by the victories they won. How they've been able to deal with opponents deal with other people, finish other families, finish people in business. You don't argue with me and win. If you stand to I win and it gives you some confidence but coronavirus said bring it on. If your confidence is in your past victory, I'm not Ebola, I'm Corona. I have come Koro Koro. I'm here as a new virus that nobody has been able to defeat and countries that have defeated many things are not crumbling down. Paul says I've defeated, I'm so zealous that I even killed the church. And Corona said, if you have killed the church, come and kill me. And so having understood that confidence can come from man, can come from money, can come from beauty, can come from status acquisition, then what must our confidence be in this morning? My message to you that there's only one thing that we can build our confidence in and we can build our confidence in God. You're clapping the sick right now. You're clapping the sick right now. I don't know who I came to preach right now. But in this season of Corona, I have faith. I have confidence. I am alive. I am well. We are here. Not because we trust in our wealth, in our money, in our acquisition, in our beauty, in our stature. But we trust in the supernatural power of God. Our confidence is in Yahweh. Our trust is in God. Our strength it's in God and I don't know who I'm speaking to right now that they that know their Lord they shall be like mountain Zion which cannot be shaken nor be removed I came here to speak to you this morning because you trust in the Lord a thousand shall fall on your left and ten thousand on your right but it will not come near you only with your eyes you shall behold and see the reward of the wicked the Bible says in Psalm 118 verse 8, David said, it is better to trust in the law than to put confidence in man. He goes on to say, verse 9, it is better to trust in the law than to put confidence in princes. I don't know what I'm speaking to right now, but everything fails, but God doesn't fail. And I'm not even playing. I'm not being religious or rhetoric. I am serious because everything I repeat itself twice says by the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word is established. And David said, it is better to put your trust and your confidence in God. Nations are failing. Powers are failing. Wealth is coming down. Friends don't trust friends. We don't even 
even trust ourselves. But there's one that you can trust. He neither fails. He neither sleeps. No slumber. Why must we trust God? Because our God never lies. Can I preach you right now? The Bible says by two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie. I cannot speak to you today. There may be so many lies going on. But our God doesn't lie. Leaders are trying. And in the attempt to try, they may lie. But our God, he doesn't lie. When he promised, he is able to do. Leaders may be willing, but might not be able. But our God is not only willing, but is able to do, able to deliver, able to heal, able to protect, able to preserve. I cannot speak to you prophetically. It is time to put your confidence in God. Why? It's my confidence in God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 says, Bible says, Faithful is he that called you who would also do it. Can I talk to you right now? Our God is faithful even when you are not faithful. Our God it's faithful and he called you he chose you there are many who ask me prof is 2020 still our year of have i say yes god faithful we see who promised and he would do it our god can lie men may lie but your god can lie somebody said to me the other day but how come god promised moses the promised land and moses died before the promise i say you are not reading your bible very well the bible says on the mount of transfiguration they appeared unto jesus elias and moses because when moses died on mount nebo the devil was rejoicing like he's rejoicing right now he was excited he was happy saying god you couldn't take moses to the promised land but the bible says on the mount of transfiguration god said to moses it is about time we stop the party of the devil and let the devil know that when i promise in the midst of corona in the midst of virus i'm able to do what i promise and even in death moses step out of eternity and touch israel for the devil to know that our god can lie our god is faithful our god is a good god i don't know who i'm talking to but i challenge you to put your confidence in god and this bring me to my mother's scripture, Psalm 27, David the writer, believe at this point, Saul was after his life, the Edomite has gossiped about him and self-stop to Saul, for Saul to finish his life. David was being hunted, pursued by Saul to kill him. And there are many of you, you are being hunted, you are being pursued, you are under all forms of attack and mind bombardment and mental projection. And David was in this condition. I love the Psalms because the Psalms is not just a book written just by inspiration, but the Psalms are books written as a result of vulnerable moment. The Psalm is what I call the prayer manual of David. That's why in the Psalm, you can hear David said, I was envious when I saw the prosperity of the wicked because the Psalm is a real book, not edited, not fine tuned, it's raw. That's why in the Psalms, we see fears, we see panic, we see anxious moment and in Psalm 27 David was anxious, he was afraid
afraid. He was scared. But David lifted up prayer and began to sing a song. It's not a good song until you check the story behind it. The reason why songs that are powerful are songs with people who have been through something. The reason why if you go through something you can sing is because what you've been through back your song. I'm not here to talk to you about a song that came out of a dream. I'm here to talk to you about a song that came through vulnerable moment like David. And David dealt with vulnerability. And so in Psalm 27, David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Stay right there. The Lord is my Light, if you are watching me, I want to scream out and say, The Lord is my light. Lift your hand and say, The Lord, He is my light. Say, The Lord, He is my light. David proclaim and says, In the midst of devils, attacks, fear, worry, being pursued by death. David stood and paused and said, The Lord is mine. Light. Who? What is light for? And by the way, there are many different kinds of lights. There's torchlight, candle, bulbs. There's car light, there's floor light, street light, there's stage light, there's stars, there's moon, there's sunlight. And if you are looking for something small under your bed, you can put on candle and find it. And if you are looking for something around your car, you can put on torchlight. If you are driving and the road is dark, you can put on your car light. If it's a football game and you want some light, you can put on stage light. And if it's a light that you need in the morning, you can put it in the sun and the moon. But I get to a point right now where the touch light and the moonlight and the sunlight and the state light come figure it out. We need something bigger, we need something stronger, we need something because the sun can shine, but can only shine in Ghana, not necessarily shine in China. That's why it can be day here and it can be night somewhere else. The touch light can shine, but only shine within a certain space. The candle can shine, but only shine under your bed. But this morning I came and speak to you about something that shines brighter that shines around the whole world that he shines and shines and shines David said the Lord he is my light 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 and this question let it be light so let it be light why light because what is the use for light light number one is used for vision if there's anything people are afraid of in this moment we are in is their vision. People can't see beyond this. People have asked me, Prof, I was asking, I was asking a friend yesterday, I said, can you see beyond Corona? I said, no. I can't see beyond Corona. I can't even plan my marriage. Can't plan my family. Can't plan business. All I see is Corona. It is like Corona has become a veil that has blocked our vision. The reason why you can't see beyond Corona is that you are using torchlight. You're using American light. You're using the Chinese light. But I see something. There's a light that shines brighter. There's a light that when it appears, the Bible says, the path of the just is shining brighter and brighter. I don't know what you see, but I'm already preparing after Corona. 
Ooh, come on, talk to me right now. I, 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 I see that after Corona, the harvest will be real. You know why I know? Because everybody is now worried. And by the time Corona is over, we will not our God. He is God all by himself. And what the devil meant for evil will turn for our good. Come on, say, I see. Light is for vision. And this morning, anything has blinded your eyes to stay with CNN like this. That's why you don't see beyond this because your light is CNN. BBC has become your light. Ghana Web is your light. Medical health professions become your lights. But I tell you what, if you can go beyond them and see God, you will see that God will release a Goliath in order for you to access the palace. And so this vision, this coronavirus, I see beyond it. Can I talk to you right now? If the Lord is your light, you will see beyond what anybody else can see because the light with which you are seeing is bigger than the moonlight, the sunlight, the torchlight, the stage light, the car light, the candlelight. It's a light that shines into your future. Light. When them said the Lord is my light, what does it mean? Light number two. Whoa, I feel like blessing somebody. Light number two. Hmm. Hmm. It's for clarity. When light comes, we see different things. This is you. This is you. This is you. This is you. You cannot do anything without clarity. And the reason why your thoughts are not clear. You know what I'm talking about. Your thoughts has not been clear for some time now. Because your enemy has been bombarding you. Is that you don't have the light of God. When God's light comes, you'll be able to understand that this was meant for evil. But God will turn it for good. Can I talk to you right now? Light is for warmth. Light is for heat. And anything has turned the world. The world has become very cold. People don't shake people. People don't love on people. People don't visit people. It's so cold. It's so bad. It's so dry. It's so scary. It, people are so afraid. It's been cold. But I tell you what, when you turn on the light of God, every cold around you will disappear. And you understand that there's a friend that's sticking closer than a shirt on your body. His name is God. These are days, if God is your light, you have better fellowship, better worship, better praise. Can I preach your church right now? Light is for deliverance from darkness. The real assignment of light is so that darkness can disappear. Because in the presence of light, darkness disappears. Because the weakness of darkness is the appearance of light. And the reason why the world is so dark right now is because we are not shining the light of God. We are not deploying the light of God. We have allowed Corona to darken our eyes. But today I can speak prophetically. Let there be lights. Lights deals with darkness. Lights dispels command darkness to disappear. And this morning, as you are hearing me in the comfort of your home, I can speak to you about the light of God that will command every darkness you are seeing, every bad dream, every weird thought, every fear, every dark world. There's going to be light right now because David said, the Lord is my light. I don't know if anybody has, be, if anybody has seen darkness before. But when we're growing up, back in those days in the eastern region, when we say light of, it means real light of. It's not today, no one's light. You can put on your phone, 
as a light. When it's a light off, it's not just because activities of light just stops or we can't watch TV. It's because it becomes very, very frightening. You can literally see the dark. You can literally touch the dark. And this is the time we are in. We are in, we are in a scene where you can literally feel darkness. And I found out that in those moments of real darkness, you know what I found out? Sometimes you'll be walking because your eyes are closed. You'll be walking and you'll see like a, a shed hanging. And you think that the shed is like a, a, a tree. You think that the shed is like a, a pillar. And so by the time you stretch your hands to, to hold on to the shed, you fall down because you thought it was a pillar, but it's not a pillar. We are in so much darkness that people are holding on to things that doesn't last. People are holding on to, people are holding on to, right now, people are holding on to sanitizer. So even if the sanitizer is not cold, we don't even know because we are trying to hold on to anything. It's so dark, sanitizer has become our light. It's so dark that people are holding masks, wearing gowns, People are social distancing because we are seeing light in things that don't last. And we have done all that, but the virus is still around. We need something deeper. And I'm not saying don't social distance, don't wash your hands. But I'm telling you what, there's a light that shines, that shines for every darkness to disappear. We know it in the beginning. In the beginning when God created heaven and the earth was without form and darkness. And darkness was upon the face of the deep and God said, let there be light. And after he spoke, let there be light. He came to create the sun and the moon. So if the sun and the moon was not the first light, then what was that light? Then John the Baptist gave witness of the light. And Jesus came and said, I am the light of the world. And this light was there in the beginning. And so when God said, let there be light, what light was he talking about? It was the light of Jesus. These are days for you to shine Jesus for every darkness to disappear at the name of Jesus every knee should bow David said the Lord is my light and my salvation not only do we shine say it's also my salvation salvation means deliverance healing peace and safety in Hebrew salvation is not just going to heaven it's deliverance it's peace is healing and safety. And when the Lord is your salvation, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's safety, and there's peace. And so this morning, every anxious heart, every confusion, and every attack in your system disappear right now. I love it when David ran to verse 2 and said, when the wicked, who is that wicked? Coronavirus. Even my enemies, my force of this virus came up to eat my flesh. They stumble and they fall. If you walk in the light of God, coronavirus will stumble and it will fall. I don't know what has come up against you this morning, but I came to speak to you this morning. If your trust and your confidence is in God, safety and deliverance is secured and promised. Verse 3, David says in verse 3, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear, though wall should rise against me in this will I become some have come with all kinds of theories and schools of thought that is a biological war scientific war this will probably lead to the third world war where smaller countries will write all kinds of theories but they will say do war do a host come up against me do war should rise against me in this I will be confident in God where is your confidence I call it confidence. If you put your confidence in God, there's nothing that can eat your flesh. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed. 
do well to follow Gideon Danso on all social media platforms on Facebook at Gideon Danso, on Instagram at Gideon Danso underscore, and subscribe on YouTube at Empowerment Worship Center.